Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is July 2nd, 2018. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we are both at McFlugel.com. The show notes page for this episode is McFlugel.com slash 98 where you will find links to some of the things we talk about as well as ways to follow us and subscribe to us and all that good stuff and also to check out our sponsor LibertyMugs.com which Slappy and I run, which is a website that sells, guess what, mugs with libertarian themes. So uh, if you stick around at the end of the episode, we'll tell you how to get some discounts on that, as well as maybe even getting a free mug. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Slappy, and he's going to introduce our episode topic. Yeah, thank you, Rallo. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us. Um, Slappy Jones is the Rallo and Slappy Show. Today, we're going to talk about uh, some little text messaging uh, Rollo and I did earlier today on the importance of language or maybe the lack of importance of language, specifically the term libertarian. Um, we were going back and forth, and I don't want to speak for Rollo, so I'll let him tell his side what he was saying. But to me, the term is used to mean so many different things. I get annoyed with it. To the point, sometimes I consider not even bringing it up, even though I always do say I consider myself a libertarian. But if I was to say to someone I'm a libertarian, that could mean a million different things. Um, and it seems like to me, the general public, your normies out there, always think of a libertarian as a Gary Johnson supporter, which I am not. So how about that for an intro, Rallo? I'll just... Um, how did this? How did we even get started on this one? I think it was a couple Twitter conversations I was oh. having. Yeah, there was a couple great, Twitter yeah, everything going on recently. Great place for all sorts of high intellectual conversation and debate. Yep. Well, first of all, let me just say because this person was doing it that it it bugs me so much when people write libertarian with a capital L when they're not specifically referring to the Libertarian Party because <laughs> <laughs> to, to me that's the distinction that you make with the whether you capitalize the L or not. But, you know, that's kind of unfair to, to put on people say, oh, that's wrong. Because they don't, <laughs> they don't well, have, they, they're not intending to do that. I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope they're not. able to make that distinction. I know that some people are surprised when you say that you're a libertarian and then they start talking about the party. And you're like, well, I don't, I'm not part yeah, of the, the party. And they're like, what do you mean you're a libertarian? I'm like, yeah, it's not just a political party. It's not, yeah. it's a whole I ideology. And I guess right. now, specifically though, I mean, you know, of course, Twitter, we can capitalize in lowercase, but in conversation, like if I was to talk to a friend and uh, we would start talking about, uh, you know, whatever police and they're like, wow, those are some weird views. I'm like, yeah, I'm a libertarian. I mean, you don't say I'm a lowercase L libertarian. In I conversation. should, but I don't. That would solve all your problems. I think that's it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week. Catch you next week. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, and I, I know we were just having this conversation before we went on air. And I was saying that, no, I think we should keep the term and, and everything. But I'm really kind of hot and cold with it. I don't Same. always I don't always refer to myself as a libertarian. It depends on who I'm talking to, who my audience is. If I think that they're someone who kind of gets it, then I will call myself a libertarian. Or basically, if they get it, I, I feel comfortable calling myself anything, basically, they'll get it. Um, if I don't want anyone to 
have any preconceived notions of what I am because I think that they'll that the term libertarian is already kind of um, the well has been poisoned for them. I'll probably call myself a voluntarist, right? Um, and then if I just want to get someone annoyed at me, I'll just say I'm an anarchist, or even or like. I use the word anarchist even. I, I used to do that. I, it's probably not even fair that I say that anymore because I don't really do that. I don't call myself an anarchist anymore to annoy people. It's it's because it is what I am. Um, and but again, that depends on the audience. I want right. someone. I only say that to someone if I want them to be like kind of shocked by it, but intrigued to ask questions about it. Like, what do you mean, no government? And it's normally someone that I already kind of know. Yeah, it's got to be someone you've talked to. I mean, if you want to continue to have the conversation. Right, because part of the thing is, if you're friends with someone and you say something, like what you, what your views are, if you know the person kind of well or then you know you kind of well, they should be kind of half inter- interested in what you have to say, especially if it's something different than from what they're used to. Or at right. least not interested, but at least trust that you're not they should already know or hopefully think that you're not a complete idiot. So if you say something off the wall, then hopefully they say like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why you think that. Because I normally think that you're a pretty reasonable or whatever guy or, you know, not, not an idiot. So, I mean, it's the same way if, if a friend of mine said, hey, I think I'm a, I'm a communist. Yeah, I'd be like, tell me about that. Yeah, because... If they're my friend, there's a reason they're my friend. I, you know, like something about them. I respect them. I, I don't want to just laugh. If I laugh in their face, it's not a very friendly thing to do. It's not going to get you anywhere, either right. of you, and it's just going to piss everyone off. Right. So it's like anything else. I mean, if we're trying to sell this ideology, it's just like in sales. You got to know your audience. Right. Um. So what about? I mean, we, we kind of mentioned this in our texting, but there's all different kinds of libertarians, right? There's thick and thick and thin, and you got Cato, and you got Mises, and, uh, you know, Georgists. What else? Who am I? You got even, like, the Tommy Lawrence of the world probably consider themselves libertarian. <laughs> um, a lot of Republicans like to say they're libertarian or libertarian-leaning. Uh, so... Do you know what's funny about that? I was thinking about this the other day because I think we were talking about it when we had uh, Car Campit and Burdarkist about the term conservatarian. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I, I don't think I mind that people use it. I think I actually think it's maybe it separates a, them from a good Exactly. Because they're, they're at least acknowledging that, all right, there's some applications of libertarianism that I like, but I'm not, not all the way there. So I can't call my, I don't want to call myself a libertarian. And that's the same way with libertarian leaning. Is it? I don't know. I like this general idea, but you know, right. I, I don't want to jump all the way there. And that's that's fine. I mean, I don't expect. It's it's funny because, you know, you have a conversation with someone and they find out you don't want government or there's something, some huge government program, like the police or military or, or some sort of regulation that you say you don't think that the government needs to provide, and they're like, man, well. And you're having a conversation about it, and they say, "Well, I'm I'm not really gonna I'm not there yet." And it's like I don't expect you to be there right away. I don't. Uh, it would be weird I was for a five that. minute conversation to make you say, "You know what? I'm an anarchist too." 
I'd actually be like terrified of the guy. Yeah, that would mean that, that, that you're just kind of blowing had, with the wind, and if a you had no beliefs at all before. Yeah, if a <laughs> communist walked by and so let me tell you about my theory, in five minutes we'll probably say, you know what, I think I'm a communist. Right. It takes a lot of. I mean, I know it took me forever. Oh yeah, it takes a lot of thought. I just want to plant the seed and you know hear what you think and and you know I think it's I think it's perfectly respectable to say that's a good point. You know what? Right now, I don't really have an answer for it. Doesn't mean I don't or won't, but I've never thought of that about some about that that way, or even thought about that idea. So I don't really have a response, and that's I don't. It's to to be like that's a slam dunk on you is, I think, not yeah. very helpful. I think that's that's good. If the person's actually the, the the wheel the the gears are turning in that person's head, and they're actually right. thinking about stuff and. And hopefully that makes an impact. And hey, if you're liber- libertarian-leaning, or at least putting half the word in how you describe yourself, you're at least you should be at least open open to hearing libertarianism. Right. Um, it's much better than say than dismissing it without looking at it and saying you're all crazy. I'd much rather have conservatarians than people who just dismiss you without even asking for your 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 thoughts. Right. Because at least the conservatarians generally know where they stand. Right. They might bother me. They, I might think they're wrong, but at least... They do bother me, but they yeah. do... You know, at least they're being... I, th- I think they are being honest in the way they think. Yeah, they're not being posers, which... Right. Which there are the people, especially this Twitter conversation we're kind of referencing, that they do call themselves libertarians, but they s- explicitly reject libertarian solutions to certain problems and explicitly favor government. Like this guy was saying that not no taxes, but we need to lower taxes and have more fair taxes and, and, you know, of course have a wall and I forget all the other stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And, um, and then he started saying the, uh, the thing like, um, cause well, back up a few seconds when we were, disagreeing on certain ideas he was bringing up oh now you're gonna call me uh you're gonna say you're not pure enough as a libertarian (laughs) you can't be in the club it's funny that he was bringing that up like he was very uh uh self-conscious about it right and then he dropped the line of you guys want to give cocaine to babies yeah isn't that in chapter two of um, man economy and state uh yes Giving cocaine chapter, to babies. Chapter two or three. It's it's up in the front because that's what Rothbard really wanted wants to drive that point home that that's what libertarians want to do. Now right. he was coming the younger the better. Yeah, if you can. Now this guy was coming from the premise that anarchism is completely separate from libertarianism, which right. would, uh, I don't know if we want to get into that. But well, yeah. No, I was going to say. Well, go ahead. But to me, that's that actually sent up a red flag that like. If you're going to make, and I hope that it was just a kind of a hyperbole to just drive a point that he was saying that we want to give cocaine to babies, that he didn't actually think that we wanted to do that. But that's the kind of, you know, general ideas that we had in our head that he was confused or conflating or confusing libertarianism with libertinism. But if you don't understand that about libertarianism, I don't understand how you can be a libertarian. I mean, 
the basic idea of libertarianism is to not hurt other people and not just take their stuff without their permission. Um, so that would be like, so we're, I was saying, gave this, uh, this analogy before we went on. If someone came up to me and said, Hey, I'm a, Hey Rollo, I'm a libertarian. I'd say, cool. That's awesome. I would have no reason to out of nowhere say, oh, I, I bet this guy's not a libertarian. <laughs> it's like if someone walked up to me and said, Hey, I'm really good at geometry. I'd say, oh, cool. This guy's really good at geometry. If he turned around and... the area of the circle in no time. Yeah. Um, if, if he turned around and said, a shape with four sides is a triangle, then I'm going to question whether or not he's actually good at geometry. That he knows any geometry at all. Because if that's basics, that is extremely basic geometry. And so likewise, if someone makes just really terrible, fallacious statements about libertarianism, but they call themselves a libertarian, I'm going to question whether or not they're actually libertarians. So, not that I'm trying to do, and that's the other thing, I'm not trying to do this constant litmus test with people. All I want, and and the borders, the wall immigration is a big issue among libertarians. I don't want to sit there and say, if you believe that the government uh, should have some role in regulating who and what goes where. You are disqualified from ever calling yourself a libertarian. No, all all I think is that I think that you're wrong there, but I think that you are generally libertarian. But in that instance, you're going outside of what the libertarian solution to that alleged problem would be. Um, and that's all I want to hear. Or not even here. I don't need to hear it said, but it just frustrates me when people who explicitly go outside of libertarianism and explicitly say that the government should do something uh, and not, and by do something, I mean like not, not do something or um, whatever I'm trying to say. I don't know. I, I, I know don't, what you're saying. But, but, but if they're call, specific, explicitly calling for the government to do something, that's outside of libertarianism because the government has to operate by, you know, stealing from people by just, it's, it operates through coercion. It's not a peaceful means to a, to a, to a problem. Um, there's a victim involved when the government acts. So you should acknowledge that hey, this has kind of fallen outside of libertarian ideas. Um, because for whatever reason, you know, I'm not convinced that we can do this right now without... But when people just turn around and say, no, that is the proper libertarian position to say that the state should do something. I think that's kind of... And then to go absurd. through the whole mental gymnastics of the net taxpayer and them yeah. being the... What, what do they call it? Like the guardian of your property or something? Something like that. Anarchy. Somehow, if it's stolen from you, it's still yours, even. Uh, Mance Raider's Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. He just had Anarchy Ball, and they were talking about this kind of stuff. It was, it was a good episode. Uh, it was a good episode. It's all um, my... Uh, everyone, everyone who listened to it has commented that like Anarchy Ball gets progressively angrier through the episode. <laughs> nice. But it's good. Um, yeah, it's it's just... It's weird. Because it's... It's always the people that 
and I know it's 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 easy for me to say that, or it's of course I'm going to say this because we all think that we're the proper libertarians. But um, it's funny that the people that are calling for government are the ones that will throw out the oh you just are a purist trying to do the purest libertarian thing. Well, it's not an argument. Why are you Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> Because right. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen anyone be like, "Oh, you're not." Maybe that I'm sure there has been, but saying so you're not a pure enough libertarian, you're not allowed in the club. Oh, that re- that reminds me. Do you know what was the funniest thing about the uh, the guy who was arguing on Twitter? Was it in his Twitter handle? He called him. It was like Deontic Libertarian, blah blah blah, something. Yep. But he was explicitly saying that my ideas were too idealistic, can't work in practice, and you needed to be pragmatic and use the government for things. So how can you be a deontic libertarian and come to your views through deontology, which is the moral point of view, but then make pragmatic and practical cases for your positions? Oh, because he lives in the real world. Oh, yeah. And it's fine if he wants to make pragmatic and practical what he right. calls. It's called consequentialism, and you can arrive at the same conclusions that that someone who comes from the, the deontological point of view is. He's just – it's funny the, the, the how pragmatic uh, people just make the – well, it's just pragmatic. Okay. Being pragmatic yeah. yeah. Just throw that word out, and it makes everything okay. Here's why I'm doing something that's really stupid and not going to be helpful. Oh, it's the pragmatic thing to do, and you can't question that. All right. I, I said I wasn't going to get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, uh, earlier you mentioned something about uh, anarchism versus libertarianism, and I thought, so I'm not up on all the, um, I don't know, the goings-on in the libertarian world so much. I listen to some podcasts, and I, I, I mostly read books. But I was listening to Dave Smith, I don't know, last week or earlier. Yeah, it was probably last week. He had Nick Gillespie on. Do you listen? Do you ever listen to Nick Gillespie? Do you know anything about him other than he's Reason Mag? Uh, Every once in a while, I'll see a video with him. So I don't know if it's just his humor because there's been jokes going around that like uh, Dave Smith is a moderate libertarian. Um, So maybe this is just his kind of humor. But at one point he said, you're more an I'm a libertarian. You're you're an anarchist. And so either he's (laughs) joking, that's his humor. Maybe like I'll give him that. But you mentioned it right here, which made me think of it. And is there some kind of move? Because, you know, you hear like guys like Tom Woods talk about the Mises caucus and saying libertarian party isn't even libertarian anymore. And um they have to create a Mises caucus. Do you think there is some kind of move to separate anarchists from libertarian? A move, do you have any idea? A move by who? Like by yeah, certain libertarians just oh. kind of dividing the party. Whether it's Reason Mag, I mean that's Nick Gillespie said it, so I know yeah, it's a reason. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he was really making a distinction there, or if he was just messing with Dave Smith. Because yeah, I don't, I don't know about. It, Gillespie, but uh, I think there's certainly a lot of people that that try to make that hard distinction that it's like, oh, anarchists, that's not even in the same camp as libertarian because they'll say, well, libertarians believe that we need a small, limited government. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what, that's what some libertarians think, but that's, I I mean, I'm sure we've said it 
plenty of times here before, but anarchism is the logical conclusion of libertarianism. Right. And it may not be, you know, obviously it's anarchism is a subset of libertarianism, just like minarchism is a subset of libertarianism. They operate under the same umbrella, but um, one goes further than the other. Right. I was thinking about this this morning or yesterday too, is that it's funny that um, a lot of the minarchists or even there's people that favor a lot more government than just minarchy uh, who call themselves libertarian. There's a lot, and and I don't mean to say that men, all minarchists are, you know, downplay or, or criticize anarchism all that much. There's plenty of minarchists who approach it like, hey, you know, I'm not there yet, or I, I you know, I think that you need that it, it's not workable and but they'll talk to anarchists and have conversations and it's perfectly fine it's i get along well with plenty of minarchists it's it's funny how people think that if you can never get along with people who disagree with you on a tiny tiny teeny tiny percentage of <laughs> what you believe right but you know to go around and say oh anarchists who want to take that last little bit of government away. They're crazy. I can't believe that. That's so stupid. When all they're doing is following through on the philosophy that you uh, supposedly have, um, I think that's ridiculous. And I look at it this way because I think pacifism could be, you could make, I think you could make the argument. I haven't thought about this much. I think it was driving to work or something and this idea popped in my head. But I think you make that pacifism is kind of the logical conclusion of anarchism in that with anarchists, we say that we reject violence to the point that we don't want a state. Um, and it should, you know, violence should only be used in self-defense, whereas a pacifist says we just, you know, if if it's if, if peaceful solutions are preferable, why would you ever use violence? So we just say you should always use peaceful means and always reject violence. Um, so for me, and I think a lot of people, I, I know there's a lot of people that, well, it, 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 again, it's split. There are some people that look at pacifism and say that it's absolutely crazy and stupid. There are other people that say, I think that's really interesting and I want to talk to these people and hear what they think because I think that there's problems with it. There are things that I can't think through. That I want to hear what their perspective is, especially if they really believe it and really try to practice it. So I think it's interesting. I guess the main point is what I'm saying is that if you have like a sort of philosophy and someone else is carrying out, carrying it out further, I don't, I, I just don't understand the ridicule of that. You have to just. I guess think of it as as completely separate from what you are. Yeah, in order to be question. able to do that, because <laughs> I wonder what that is. You, a lot of times, it does like touch a nerve, and people get upset. Right. It's almost like yeah, it's almost like they agree, but they don't want to agree, or that it's just a kind of it 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 taps into their. Uh, recognition of cognitive dissonance and yeah yeah exactly. you just get you just get angry over it right i mean with pacifism which i think is very interesting and i really like but then i think like if someone was gonna hurt my kids or grab my kids uh, there's no i'm not i mean 
Exactly. Yeah, that's that's where I get like where my hang up is. You know. Yeah, that's that's why I want to talk. I I would love if anyone knows of a a pacifist out there who would want to who's you know decently spoken and and wants or is one wants to come on the podcast and talk about it. Willing to talk about it and answer these questions. I would love that. Absolutely love that. I've been I've been thinking about this and wanting to do that. I yeah, I've been wanting to have someone on like this for a while. So I should probably announce it on the podcast that's what i wanted to do. yeah i think that'd be a great episode and one that doesn't get talked about much no because i i do want to be like it's weird it's i guess it's like how the minarchist so how some minarchists be like i wish i could be like in theory i i get anarchism and i would like to be an anarchist but practically i just can't get there that's how i feel about pacifism, about pacifism is that i want to be there i love it like i think it's great right but i've just there's questions I have that I can't answer very well. And and I think to say that, therefore, it is false, I think that would represent some hubris. Sure. Uh, so that's really... Uh, so any pacifists out there want to come on the show and talk? Or just pretend you're Should a pacifist and I don't know. Yeah, and then we can win the, the argument and we'll convert you to non-pacifism. Yes. Hooray for violence, right? <laughs> Exactly. Um, uh, trying to think of anything else from this conversation that happened. I know we talked. Yeah, we, this we this episode may only be like ten minutes. I don't know, but we're, we're not too bad so far. Twenty five. Yeah. Minutes. No, I think what we're, we're. I was kind of getting at the conversation. We may have even been kind of talking past each other, even though we weren't arguing. We were just talking. Um. I guess it's the idea of how how strongly do you want to hold on to the term libertarian? Because I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. It's it's not so much that I want to identify as libertarian. It's just that knowing what it means when other people use the term, but they're wrong about it, like, like terribly, clear, terribly wrong about clearly. it, that bugs me so much. Right. Because probably just because there's there's a lot of people out there that that that's going to be their exposure to it. That someone just being completely and utterly wrong about it, and that's what their their view of of libertarianism. And whether we like it or not, I mean, I think we're always going to be attached to that to that word, probably. Probably. Um, One thing that always bothers me, um, I might as well say, because what I was talking about. In um, our conversation, but are you going to say tractors? That tractors bother you because if that's the case, you're off the show. Yeah, they do. They really do bother me. They go like two miles an hour. No, no, mine goes. I think mine has a max speed of like twelve. Yeah, that's too slow. Well, that's and you get six, behind one. That's six times faster than the speed that you said bothers you. And that's my little rinky dink utility tractor. You get the bigger tractors; they they can move. Go like fifteen. They go faster than that. All right. Well, that's all I had to say. Right. Um, but another point I was going to bring up is I hate when, and I, I do get this from time to time from your normies out there, is that um, associating libertarian imme- libertarianism immediately with Ayn Rand and talking about selfishness and doing it on your own and no man is an island, no one can do it by yourself, therefore the state. Um, because in all the libertarian stuff I've read, I don't think I've ever come across. And now 
I haven't read much Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand, to be honest with you, but does she say you can do it alone? Uh, I don't think so. Like, isn't a big part of volunteerism working with other people, voluntary interactions and building community and relying on each other instead of relying on a state? Well, that's kind of a famous quip that we're talking before on the show that I understand what she's saying and I generally agree with what she's saying, but it's just like such easy fodder for anyone who wants to criticize her and anyone else that thinks this way is selfishness is a virtue. I mean, just the nature of that statement means that you're relying on like you have to work with other people because you have to if you the idea is if if you want to get a lot of money and everything and a lot of power that the only way to do that without using government is to provide the best service or good for your consumers and make everyone happy and so you obviously in order to get money from people you have to work with them in some way so right and there is something to taking initiative and going and not waiting for someone to do it for you Mm -hmm. if that means you're doing it on your own or if that's interpreted as doing it on your own i I mean no one's going if you're in sales no one's going to sell for you you have to go out and do it yeah you have to work with your team and you have to have a plan you got to work together and you need people to buy um but no one's going to do it for you. If you play sports, no one's going to spend an extra hour in the batting cage for you. You know, right. you you got to take the initiative and do it. And I, I think that's kind of more what Ayn Rand is getting at is like, if you want to be someone, you have to do it. You mm-hmm. can't sit around and wait for other people to do it. You can't sit there and wait for an opportunity to happen. You got to go get it. And I don't think that's unhealthy. No, I agree. Um, and I don't know why that's immediately attached to libertarianism in the normie world, the Ayn Rand libertarian. Um, in all the groups I'm in, all the conversations I get in, I rarely, if ever, hear her name. Well, it was funny. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and we're talking about libertarianism and stuff, and he was perfectly reasonable to talk to. It was a good conversation. And he said, like, oh, yeah, we learned about libertarianism in high school a little bit. Uh, and I said, oh, really? What what'd you learn about it? And he goes, you know, about Ayn Rand and everything. And I, and I was like, oh. Nice. And, and surprise, surprise, it was public school you went to. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure they give a fair shake to libertarianism. Yeah, and I think he actually and he said, like, yeah, selfishness is a virtue. Or so he, he dropped that line. Um, I think he is now more libertarian. Like he's fairly libertarian. Good. He showed me a picture of like something he was get like a something that he was getting rid of in his garage. He was going to give to me, and there was a Gadsden flag <laughs> in the background. Like, oh, there you go. So baby steps. It's funny that like <laughs> I mentioned the Gadsden flag, and my comment on that is baby steps. Exactly. Uh, we're so far in a little world, aren't we? But it's fun here. It's a good world. I, I like this world. It's a nice world. Yep. But yeah, it's interesting when, when Ayn Rand gets attached to libertarianism when she herself... I'm pretty sure that she herself said that she was not a libertarian. She had her little obje- objectivism yeah. philosophy. I mean, Murray Rothbard, the kind of the... the grandfather of libertarianism or whatever, he... 
made wrote a play. Um, Mozart was a red that was making fun of Ayn Rand and objectivism. Mm-hmm. So, so take that. Murray Rothbard thought she was kind of out of the circle. So, right. Uh, All right. So, anything else to add on our abbreviated Fourth of July week episode? Yeah, anyone who disagree with disagrees with me about libertarianism is an idiot and is not a libertarian. And you're wrong, and you should just go be a Republican. Yes. Um, not really, but uh, bringing up liberty mugs again, <laughs> there is a mug called the number one purist libertarian mug that if you believe that you are the number one purist libertarian, you can have let a, all your friends know with a mug. Yes, we have a mug. Bring it to work. Specifically for you. Bring it to school. You want to sit in the front row. Yeah. Show your teacher. You are the pure libertarian. You are the number one purest libertarian there is. And you deserve that mug. And you like you better buy it before someone else does (laughs) and and is lying out there saying they're the purest libertarian when in fact you are. Don't let an imposter get that mug. You better go out and get it yourself. So I'll try to remember to link to that specific mug in the show notes page. But before we do our normal show notes page stuff, uh, let's do a free market success story. Yeah, you got one, right? Yeah. So uh, it's about a did it I, according to my phone, it hit a hundred degrees today. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it was pretty hot this weekend. It's going to continue to be pretty hot, and of course, this is when. Uh, my air conditioner hasn't been working, so it's been a little bit warm in my house, and I feel bad for Grom, my cat, that he's kind of, he kind of gives me that look. He's laying on the, on the floor and kind of staring at me being like, you jerk, what are you, why are you doing this to me? And so, um, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with it, but I kind of got to the point where I was like, it's probably the Freon or something, something that I can't fix on my own. So... Last night, probably around eight o'clock or so, I I called up uh, called Horizon because they always have those commercials where they say like, "Hey, anytime, any time of the day, any day, call us up," and you know we always have someone there. So I called them up, explained what was going on, and they uh, we were, picked a time that was this evening, a couple of hours ago. Guy showed up. Talked through what uh, what the problems were. He hooked his, his little sensor thing up to my air conditioner. Realized that I was like, my pressure was about half of what it should be for the, the Freon. And, you know, he explained what my options were. And, and you know, my air conditioner was useless with that uh, low pressure. So, decided to charge it up with Freon. It, it was expensive, but, you know, it uh, it's going to get me through however long it does and talk through some other options like trying to find where the leak is that comes at a cost obviously because it's a service they offer um and then he explained you know if we it's probably going to be the uh the the the, what's it called um the bundle the exchanger part and why can't i think of this word whatever it's going to be an expensive part, probably. <laughs> it's where the leak is. So it's going to be a lot of money. And at that point, especially with the age of the air conditioner, that it's probably not even worth uh, 
trying to save it. Yeah, just get just replace it. It's really expensive. But what he did, he said that if you schedule a, a consultation with someone else from their company, they come out and take all the measurements in your rooms and and come up with a quote for replacing your entire system that they would offer a rebate that is basically the the cost of what it cost me today to recharge the um my air conditioner freon so you know they their their service was prompt you know it was expensive but i think it was fair i was happy to get my, my air conditioner back on it's and uh and and the guy that came out was professional, knowledgeable, friendly. I mean, we were sitting there waiting for for stuff to for the freon to fill up, for the test to go through, and we we're having normal conversation. He was a likable guy, so the whole experience with them has been great. And you know, they're going to give me a a quote that um, there's no obligation with, and I can take that and shop it around and see what else, see what other people offer me. So. You know, it's nice to have businesses out there that that want your business, want your money, and, and do so knowing that the best way that they can do that is by offering a good product. So, thank you, Horizon. So that's what You're welcome it. for the free advertising. Yeah. Yeah, we do some free advertising. I think we did Men's Warehouse one time, and uh, I think Safelight. Yeah, they're getting another ad right now. Yeah. So, but hey, if you... Uh, if you do a good job with your business, maybe you'll be free lucky enough to get free show. advertising on the Rollo and Sloppy show. Right. Maybe we should start charging these people for it. We should. Just say, like, we're getting, like, several million downloads every day of each episode. Every minute. So every minute, yeah. Every minute. So, I mean, it's pretty valuable. Right. So, you have anything to add to that, or... No, just wait for our check from Horizon. Yeah. Show notes page for this episode is mcflugel.com slash 98. We'll throw up links to... What was I going to throw a link up to? I said I was going to link to something. Oh. Was it an episode we did? No. Maybe I was thinking about something else. But, well, let's talk about this. Uh, The number one pure libertarian... Mug. Yeah, put that up. I'll Maybe throw that link so. up as well as the, the just the general link to libertymugs.com. And if you sign up to our email list at mcflugel.com, you will get a discount to go use at Liberty Mugs. And uh, if you want a free Liberty Mug, and maybe you can get this number one pure libertarian mug this way. So if you were thinking about signing up to the Tom Woods Liberty Classroom, we're offering you a free mug if you sign up through our affiliate link in our show notes page. Uh, so just let us know, email or Twitter, or whatever. Identify yourself a little bit so that we can we can get you the mug. Uh, also, subscribe to this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, all the podcatchers. Uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and let's go through. Oh, let me try to do this from memory. All of our uh, friends' podcasts and whatnot. So I mentioned uh, Mance Raider at Free Man Beyond the Wall. He did, a, did an episode this week with Anarchy Ball talking about the Bordertarians and stuff. Good stuff. Definitely give it a listen. Uh, we've got the Friends Against Government podcast. Uh, they just had Jeremiah Harding on this past week, which was... Uh, how, how would you describe that episode? Uh, it was very Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah. But it was awesome. 
It was awesome. It was one of their best. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was long, but like you, edge of your seat. Too. He'll give you a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. I'm not as close to as pessimistic, but um, he's a very interesting guy. He's very smart. Oh yeah, and he'll talk. He's like when we were talking he's about. He's been on our show. Yeah, and we were talking about the people that are dismissive and nasty about people who disagree with them. That like Jeremiah is the opposite of that. He's the exact he'll, opposite. He'll talk to anybody and patiently explain his point of view and talk through any idea that you want and that's rare of a person and and we we've known jeremiah for a while now mm-hmm. he's very genuine yeah he's very nice he, he he does have that pessimism but he's got a big heart oh yeah absolutely so check out his stuff he's got a uh he's got a news uh, a weekly news thing he does Wednesday nights, I think 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And on Sunday nights, he does another uh, kind of libertarian roundtable. Pretty much doing something at all times. Yeah. like Make sure you follow him because he's he's planning some big stuff. Yeah. Uh, we also have got the uh, uh, Dino, the Dino Files podcast. He was just on, uh, he was on Mance Raider, too. That was yep. a fun episode. And then uh, Peaceful Treason podcast. Those guys are good. We got we got to schedule our episode with them. Who are those other uh, two guys? Those other two uh, guys, friends. I mentioned them. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's why. That's how we start. That's my transition or my my segue into each uh, different podcast was so good. You didn't realize that I transitioned yeah, from Mance to Friends Against Government to Jeremiah. Gotcha. Because you're talking about minarchists. I want to know what you think about bird artists. Uh, well, obviously, an idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. He is. I, I want him on the show to just talk about minarchism because he approaches it the way that I think it should be approached. Is that he's like I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's all about words in his beak. Yeah, that's true. I will put words in his mouth since he doesn't have one, but. He's not about saying that, you know, he doesn't call himself an anarchist. He calls himself a voluntarist, but also a minarchist. But he doesn't try to make the claim, or at least not that I'm aware of, that he knows what the government should do. His whole thing is just whatever it is, let's get the government out of it. Let's shrink government as much as we can. He doesn't have like the sacred cow of this is what the government should be and we should try to get to this ideal location on it he's just no let's let's strip as much as we can from it and i guess if we get to the point that we can no longer strip anything that's where the proper minarchy would be that's what my assumption is of what his view is so you know yeah whatever you can, can tell me i'm wrong talk yeah. about it you can, can come on the podcast and tell me i'm wrong i want to talk about some of his uh history of philosophy and stuff yeah he's I'm, very good on that I've noticed, though, if you want to get someone on the podcast, or if you actually know, if you want to make sure someone's listening to your podcast, you make fun of them. And you'll hear about it. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> cause Clark Campit was almost uh, uh, our guest because of the the episode last week. But we'll get him on, too, to talk about what he wants to talk about, because I made fun of him for it. So. so, anything else? Yeah, you have any like big-name cele- uh, libertarians that you want to make fun of to get them on our show? Just that Dave Smith is still scared to come on. And I don't know why. We were on his side. Uh, We got Thaddeus Russell, but Dave is not ready for it. I guess he's not ready for the big time. 
But oh well, what are you gonna do? I guess our sponsors kind of intimidating since we have Horizon and Men's Warehouse and right. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Safe Light. Safe Safe Light. These are national, possibly international companies that. Liberty Mugs International. Yes, uh, we have got. Yeah, we've so made I'm international saying, sales. It's international, so big time. All right, MNC. Yeah, so uh, all that stuff we we're just talking about. Check out the show notes page, mcflugel.com/slash ninety eight, and we will catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>